Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Guys, happy Friday! You just have one way, one day, one way too, but one day to go before the weekend. And if you're someone like myself who doesn't really have this uh, Monday to Friday week, uh, nine to five, and you basically schedule your own time, your own time off, your own time off, your own days off, uh, then happy Friday to you too, uh, because um, everyone is going to be in a better mood. Uh, and the world's gonna feel just so much merrier. I don't know. Uh, on the weekends, it always feels a little bit more festive, even though you might be working during the weekend. But even if you, but if you do work through the weekend, don't forget, guys, to schedule your days off, because um, as uh, as a human being, um, as an athlete, as a high performer, uh, as someone who wants to do their best, uh, you can only be, you can only give as much as you can recover from. So days of time of recovery, it's just as important as what you do. Uh, because again, you can only invest that much energy in effort into your work, into your life, as much as you can um, recover for and rest for. So don't underestimate uh, recovery and time off. Your best ideas, your best, you know, connections in your brain between ideas, between things you do, maybe your next million, billion dollar uh, business idea might, uh, might be in your brain, but it's not accessible to your tired brain. So do take uh, time off to allow your brain to make those new connections between your experiences and your knowledge uh, to, again, to get to deeper insights. And also physically, recover physically. If you do, if you are someone who works out every single day, take time off. You'll be surprised how much better you're going to get at your uh, athletic performance once you stuff in, start incorporating um, recovery on a regular basis. Um uh, speaking about, you know, recovery and athletic performance. Guys, uh, well, first, uh, starting next week, we're going to talk more about um, nutrition, much more than uh, over the past, um, I don't know, months or two. So we're going to uh, dig deeper into uh, topics of micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals. And uh, we're going to talk about things like how to hydrate properly. You know, um, as I've been talking to a lot of my clients, to uh, a lot of my friends, uh, I realized that a lot of people, uh, you know, you guys might not think about it, but hydration, for example, is not just about how much water you consume. It's actually about also electrolyte balance. Like, are you eating enough salt? If you are into, for example, intermittent fasting, if you are a coffee drinker, if you um, are a clean eater, if you are into athletic performance, uh, water or drinking enough of it might not be an issue for you, but eating enough salt and potassium might be. And if you're not getting enough salt and potassium, no matter how much water you drink, it's going to flush out and not going to get into your tissues and into your cells. Did you know that, guys? That salt and potassium, the balance of those two, they define how well or not so well hydrated you are. So we're going to talk about that in more details. But and about 
the most nutritious foods and how you can simply uh, deliver uh, all the nutrients human body and brain require and uh, uh, what are simple meals, uh, simple foods that deliver maximum amount of those nutrients and what happens if you don't get those and how you can figure out if you are getting or not getting those um, micros, vitamins, and minerals that do macro jobs in our body. So all of that starting next week. Today, uh, we are talking about, as I promised, we are talking about training and specifically uh, muscle building. How can you do uh, a few tweaks here and there to increase uh, the progress and, and maybe make it faster also. Uh, progress in muscle building, muscle growth to maybe burn some fat, build some muscle and just look awesome, you know, lean, athletic, just confident and I don't know, one awesome human being, right? So if you're interested in uh, building more muscles uh, using some neuroscience, um, then please do continue listening to this podcast. Um, so let's jump right into that. So what can you do besides obvious training and eating your protein? Guys, if you are not training and progressively overloading and progressively increasing the load on your muscle tissue, stressing it one way or the other, like there is no tweak that's going to help you to grow muscle. You got to train. There is like no way around it. And if you want to grow and build muscle, you got to train a little bit harder than you might want to. That's just the reality of things. Uh, you know, lift a little bit heavier, uh, maybe a little bit more. Uh, for some of you, it might be a little bit less because we uh, just talked, you know, at the beginning of this podcast uh, about the importance of recovery. So if you're someone who's not taking days off, then that might be stopping the progress uh, in your uh, muscle building endeavor. Uh, or if you're someone who's running and cycling and doing all of that stuff, but at the same time you want to build some muscle, uh, then that also might not be happening uh, because uh, building muscle strength training and a lot, a lot of cardio workouts, they kind of are counterproductive. Uh, so you want to make sure that, yeah, you do some cardio, but probably not too much. One, two uh, high intensity workouts a week is all you need if your goal for now and your priority to build muscle. Okay. And of course you need to eat your protein. Like if you are not eating enough protein and for the muscle building phase, I always recommend no less than one gram per pound of your ideal body weight, meaning the weight, body weight that you want to stay in. Um, or what is it, about 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight. I believe that's the mass, you know, pounds and um, kilograms. So one gram of protein per one pound of ideal body weight or 2.2 grams per one kilogram of ideal body weight. So you need to be eating that. If you don't, if you're not getting enough protein, you're not going to be building anything. And you know, there are some uh, nutrition um expert or doctors who are saying, oh, you don't need that much protein. But usually they don't have any muscle to start with. I'm like, how do you know you haven't built any ever in your life? Like besides the maintenance zone of, you know, normal musculature, like if that person haven't built anything, haven't changed in that realm and they're telling that the protein, they're telling you that the protein is that important. I'm like, like what, it's not in sports science, uh, all the uh, most respected um, sports uh, organizations, they all confirm that you need to increase your protein for muscle, muscle 
hypertrophy or muscle growth. And then there are, uh, you know, longevity experts start telling you that you don't need that much to grow muscle. <clears throat> for longevity, maybe, but for muscle building, yes, you do. So eat your protein. And then there are a couple of tweaks um, during your training and recovery that you can use to also help your body to build more muscle. And that um, most of what you're about to hear right now coming from Stanford Neuroscience Lab, specifically Neuroscience Lab by led by Andrew Huberman, uh, Huberman Lab Podcast, you know, check it out. Uh, I think it's got to be on everyone's playlist uh, if you're interested in using your nervous system and your brain to uh, reach all of all kinds of goals to learn how to learn how to learn better to learn how to learn uh, physical and mental skills better to to use neuroscience how to lose fat and build muscles and all of that so check it out Huberman Lab um, and let's get back to our muscle building episode so what can you do to build more muscle uh, around your training. It is recommended and proven to be effective to uh, consume some essential amino acids. Now, some would say, you know, branch chain amino acids, but more research now shows that you probably want to have all of the amino acids because uh, when you activate um, muscle synthesis with branch or BCAAs, you need other amino acids to actually start synthesizing muscle tissue. So you probably want to have um, about uh, five grams or so of amino acids, usually one scoop if you are someone who, you know, is much bigger than two scoops and you would probably mix it with your water, make sure there are no added sugars and that's the best solution uh, for your workout when you want to maximize, maximize your muscle building. So amino acids um, and with each of your meal, you would want to have uh, full, you would want to have protein and that protein got to be complete. So if you're someone who is vegan or vegetarian, please make sure that you are consuming something with complete protein. If you're vegan, you would have to probably consume um, something like, like rice and beans in the same meal. And uh, yeah, I know you on in theory, you don't have to have it in every single meal. But again, that theory usually comes from resources and people who um, haven't built much muscle. So if you are into maximizing muscle building, then, you know, essential amino acid drinks. If you need advice, by the way, reach out, guys. I'll give you uh, a few suggestions. So essential amino acids and have complete protein like uh, meat, chicken, eggs, uh, dairy, or if you're vegan, again, combine several sources. If you need help with that, also please reach out. So protein with every meal. Um, then when it comes to training, what helps to increase muscle growth and hypertrophy? Two things. One, uh, pre-fatigue muscle before you're working set. So for example, if you're working on your squats, then you would want to pre-fatigue your quads. Most probably that's the uh, leading muscle group uh, when you squat. So you would want to do some um, leg curls, uh, not curls, actually extensions. So leg extensions, uh, you know, you can Google leg extensions machine and see what it is. So you want to do that uh, for like 20, 25 times uh, with the weight that is um, not your max weight, but, you know, a little bit challenging. You might even do 
body weight squats to preload pre-fatigue your muscle and then do your working squat with your working weight for uh, 8-12 repetition that seems to be <coughs> still um, really good um, repetition range for building muscle. So you want to pre-fatigue your muscle that you're going to be working on, right? If you're working on your biceps, that obviously do a few lighter sets to pre-fatigue your bicep uh, and then go your go and do your working sets. Uh, another thing is flexing the muscle that you are working on in between sets. Yeah, guys, that actually works. So that uh, helps your body and your brain, brain specifically, your nervous system, to build better connections nervous connections between your brain to your muscle. And that stimulates muscle growth, muscle hypertrophy. So you want to be flexing that muscle that you are about to work on. So for example, if you're about to do your squats, uh, start uh, flexing your quads. If you're about to do your deadlifts, uh, somehow figure out a way to flex your butt and your um, hamstrings. If you're about to work on your triceps, then flex your tricep by extending your arm or your arms, both of them. So um, number one, pre-fatigue. Number two, flex between your sets. Um, number three, to stimulate muscle growth, muscle development. You obviously, most probably, you want to lift more um, somehow, but sometimes well, not sometimes, but while training, fatigue sets in. Um, the thing is fatigue, uh, one of the reasons why you feel fatigued is because the body starts overheating. And so neuroscience uh, research shows that if you find a way to cool yourself down uh, in between sets effectively, you can actually delay fatigue and lift more, and that will stimulate your muscle growth more. So how do you cool yourself off between sets of exercises? What you do, um, you go to the restroom, or maybe if it's not something, you know, that is really convenient, uh, maybe the restroom is too far away, uh, figure out how you can bring in some ice, maybe some uh, cold can uh, of uh, water, of sparkling water, or something like that. It's got to be super, super cold, and you need to cool your hands, your hands, your palms, um, either holding that can, maybe an ice pack, or uh, going to a restroom and using really, really, really cold water for a few seconds, probably like 20 seconds, to cool your hands. And also you can cool uh, put that cold water on your face um, to cool them down. Why? Because we have special like blood circulation thing going on on our palms, also on our feet and on our face, that when we cool these areas, our core temperature drops the fastest. So if you want to make yourself feel cooler and colder, uh, these areas that you want to make cool first. So hands, your feet, uh, and your face, right? And again, that's going to cool down your core, uh, bringing your core temperature down, and that will uh, delay your fatigue and that will allow you to lift more, also proven by neuroscience research. So do use that to lift more, to stimulate more muscle growth. And then at the end of your training session, um, 
do something um, like hot shower, super hot shower for... Um, it is recommended to do it like, you know, no, no less than five minutes, probably 10 is much better. If you have sauna, that's amazing. Or hot bath, really hot bath for 10 minutes or sauna for 10 minutes. That will actually stimulate growth hormone and that will help you to retain more muscle and stimulate more muscle growth. So do something hot right after, as soon as possible after your training. Um, and then don't forget, guys, that in order for your muscles to grow, um, you need to sleep. So after your strength training, it is really awesome if you can have an awesome night of sleep. That will really help your body to maximize your muscle growth and your growth hormone. So after your training, sleep like a champ. And if you don't sleep like a champ, you are compromising your growth hormone and your uh, muscle tissue synthesis and recovery of your nervous system. That is super important for your training um, and recovery and muscle growth. So these are a few things that you can start doing right now to uh, increase, improve your muscle hypertrophy or muscle growth, all based on science and they work when done right and when done consistently. So again, what have we talked about today? We talked about not doing a lot of cardio, you know, do walking, do move a lot, um, and do high-intensity interval training for like 20 minutes, a couple of times per week. That's all you need. The rest focus on strength training, progressive overload, and eat your protein. Um, consume essential amino acids uh, around your training, and with every uh, one of your meals, eat complete protein and eat enough protein. Again, one gram per pound of ideal body weight, 2.2 grams per one kilogram of ideal body weight. So that's uh, when it comes to nutrition. Don't forget to sleep as a champ because that um, maximizes your growth hormone and your recovery. Uh, while training, uh, flex your muscles, your working muscle uh, in between sets to um, make the connection, a nervous system connections stronger towards that working muscle that will um, help you to grow this muscle faster and increase its strength. Uh, also, pre-fatigue working muscle. So before your working sets, what do you want to do? You pre-fatigue your muscle that you are about to work on with either body weight exercise or lighter weight. Then you start working with your working weight and in between sets, flex your muscle. So that's the protocol. And then after between sets, also, if you can cool down your hands, uh, your face, that will delay fatigue and will allow you to train harder and lift more. Do that. And after training, if you could do something super hot, like hot sauna, obviously, uh, you know, don't overheat, don't go crazy. Just do what feels hot and normal. Don't kill yourself in sauna. So do sauna, do hot bath, do hot shower to increase uh, growth hormone um, production. Um, again, sleep as a champ. And that's about it, guys. So do this uh, for months and track your muscle growth via DEXA. Uh, that's probably the best way. Or your lifts, you know, if you start lifting heavier, 
uh, on all of your major lifts, that means you are doing something and uh, you are growing some muscle tissue. So let me know, you know, how it goes, your experiment, your one month experiment. And if you have any questions, reach out. Angela at Create Yourself That Today. And don't forget to share this episode, guys, with some someone else, your friend who might be into building muscle. Maybe you're working together on improving your uh, muscle growth progress, right? So share this episode. Uh, if, you any, if you have any questions, reach out. Uh, have an awesome weekend. Don't forget to schedule some time off. And as usual, guys, till next time, eat better daily.